In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about your Washington Capitals as they take down the Detroit Red Wings in overtime by a score of 4-3. to three. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we will talk about your victorious Washington Capitals as they take down the Detroit Red Wings in overtime. It wasn't an easy game. I know the Red Wings aren't that great, but the Capitals still had to fight to win this game. We'll talk about that in this show. Then later, we will talk about the great performance of Nick Dowd, how he got two goals just seconds apart. And then we will also talk about Evgeny Kuznetsov as he appeared to be injured, but then came back in overtime. But just to get it going here, a nice win for your Washington Capitals tonight. It was one of the games that was, like I say, back and forth and back and forth. It had a lot of chippiness. It had a lot of fighting. And those are the games that I like. You know, despite everything that you hear that, you know, you need to take fighting out of the sports and out of hockey. I think it's all nonsense. When Anthony Mantha was, you know, dropping the gloves and ready to fight, you know, I guess it wasn't, you know, just like a, a fight. It was more of a skirmish. It was more of a scrum in the corner. But in any event, it was a fun game to watch. Why? Because it's hockey players that are playing passionately and they desperately wanted to pick up a win. What else was it about? It was a frustrated Red Wings team. I think that they were just drilled into their head that you cannot allow Alex Ovechkin to get 8-0-1 against this team. Not tonight. It's the legacy of Gordie Howe on the Red Wings. We cannot allow that to happen because you know what's going to happen is that all the Capitals will leave the bench and rush the ice. And man, that's just going to be a horrible thing. At least that's what the Dallas Stars thought. I don't know why that's just such a dejecting thing to be linked to such an historic moment. I think regardless if it was against you or not is just a really special moment to be a part of. So I think there's just a lot of stigma around it. But the one thing I'm going to say for sure is that when people keep asking Alex Ovechkin, when are you going to score? When are you going to score? When do you think it's going to come? Is it going to come tonight? I think to a certain extent, it kind of gets him you know, kind of choked up and caught up in his own head where he's not going to successfully be able to do this. Alex Ovechkin just needs to go out there with a mindset that I'm going to help the Capitals win a hockey game tonight. And I think that would be the best answer for him getting his next goal to tie Gordie Howe and then the next one to finally get past it. So, you know, I don't have to worry about this for a while. I'm just going to have Wayne Gretzky, you know, on the horizon. And that's the direction I'm going to keep driving in. Um, But in any event, it was a great game tonight overall. um, Again, you saw Nick Dowd get two goals 
just seconds apart and they wanted to disallow a goal at first they said maybe it was goalie interference and then you know they were just trying to throw the book at why we should disallow this goal against Nick Dowd who has been playing great who was just injured recently so for him to come back and get that great production just a really great game and Nick Dowd you know a fourth line guy but kind of an unsung guy along with Hathaway you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, there's labels and there's stigmas with different lines. You know, I would say that the fourth line is kind of the grind out line, kind of the tough line, but they do get some production as we saw tonight. But um, again, I don't think that Dowd and Hathaway and, you know, Cyclin, Higlin and, and uh, Malenstein and all the different guys that have been um, their line mate as well. But in any event, uh, just a really great game for Nick Dowd. And then kind of the odd thing for me in an odd in a good way is the production as of late by Gustafson to get a hat trick in the last game. His first three goals of the season came in one game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then he got another goal tonight, a really sweet goal uh, with a feed from Eller. If memory serves, shot it across to him. And uh, there was no way that Huso could have stopped that shot. And, you know, just for him to get four goals, in two games, a blue liner, it kind of defies analytics. It kind of defies logic in a lot of ways, but I'm not going to think about it too much. I am just happy that the Capitals picked up the win tonight for one. And number two, that they are getting production up and down. And it's not just the forwards. The defense is getting involved in well as well. And then, as we all know, in overtime, Dmitry Orloff coming up huge and getting that, you know, driving it home and getting the game winner so the Capitals picked up the W. Um, those are sometimes the most dejecting games for me is when it goes back and forth and back and forth, and then you make it to overtime, and then you lose. So the Capitals, for them to pick up a big win in overtime was a big morale boost and just uh, a good sign, I think, of things to come. I think that, you know, T.J. Oshie is out of the lineup right now, and uh, I guess we don't know how long he's going to be out for. For me, when I looked at it, he was back-checking, back-checking, and then all of a sudden he kind of, it seemed like there was something wrong with his legs. But then after I heard it was upper body, so I don't know if it's something to do with his back. I am not a doctor, so I can't really speculate. All I could say um, as to what I saw out on the ice and what I saw on the ice appeared to me that, you know, I could tell he was back checking. I forget the player, but then all of a sudden his, it seemed to me like there was just some sudden pain and he, uh, he left the ice. But in any event, we are hoping that TJ Oshie comes back soon because this Capitals team plays that much better when he's in the lineup. Obviously they played well tonight with him out of the lineup, but we are hoping for Oshie to come back soon because he does play such a key role on this team. And then uh, taking a look to Charlie Lindgren, I mean, a little bit, I'm going to go ahead and say a little bit of an off night. I think some of those goals that went in, maybe he could have stopped. Um, you know, that's easy for me to assess watching it on my TV at home, but you know, I'm just kind of going with what I know of Charlie Lindgren and what I know of other goalies in the NHL. A couple of those, at least one of those seemed like, um, a, a goal that he should have stopped, but overall picked up the win. Um, and that's at the end of the day, all that really matters. Charlie Lindgren stopped 16 of 19 shots. Um, so, I mean, again, it's not a perfect game, but at the end of the day, he picked up the win and that's uh, what it's all about. And just kind of taking a look at the score sheet here, another guy that's kind of coming into his own, a little bit of a slow start. Then he was out of the lineup is Nicholas Abe Cubell. Um, again, he was one of the players that the Capitals picked up 
from the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, for whatever reason, he just didn't fit in with the Toronto Maple Leafs. At first, when he came here, I thought he was going to be kind of like a Tom Wilson 2.0, kind of a rough and tough guy. And then he got suspended because I think to a certain extent, he wanted to come on really strong and prove himself to the team. Uh, but then he ended up getting suspended and then, you know, he was out of the lineup for a while. So, you know, my thing for uh, Kubel is just to go about and do your business the way you've been doing it, getting that production out there, because I wouldn't say that he is lighting the caps on fire, but he is getting some good production out there. And, um, you know, with all the injuries and everything that's facing this team, we need players like Kubel out there to step up and play a big role on this team. Again, he had two assists and, uh, you know, he didn't sh uh, show up on the score sheet as far as a goal is concerned, but he did get uh, some good production out there. Um, I did see also that Darcy Kemper was the backup netminder tonight. Um, so that means that Hunter Shepard got sent down. And I also read that uh, Lucas Johansson got sent down. So, you know, I think, you know, all of that correlates with, you know, some of the players coming back. We knew that Orloff came back and that kind of thing. So. You know, Lucas Johansson, I think he knew that when he was getting called up, he was um, getting called up to be kind of a stopgap. But in any event, um, we, we hope that, you know, players like him get their opportunity soon. I don't want to rehash that a bunch of times, but I don't think that, you know, I hate to say it, but I don't think Alex Alexiev and I don't think that Lucas Johansson, barring some major injury, are probably going to have a role on the Caps this season. Again, there could be a major injury that could change that and they could play all the time, but I think that the Caps lineup is pretty set for right now. Um, and then, as we know, Wilson and Backstrom, that's going to make some big decisions uh, drawn into focus there. When Backstrom comes back, where does Strom go? Where, When Wilson comes back, where is he going to slot in? You know, you've had Sherry on that top line quite a bit there. So it's going to be interesting to see what all shakes out uh, once some of these players start coming back. It's kind of a crazy thought for me to even think about Nicholas Backstrom coming back, you know, somewhat soon. What I hear is that, you know, he's making progress, but it's not going to be something that's going to happen probably within the next couple of weeks. But in any event, much sooner than I thought was going to be the case, everything that I heard was that it was going to be the tail end of this season or perhaps the start of next season. So for him to be making any positive progress is just a really great sign for me as a Caps fan and just a fan of Nick Backstrom in general. You know, I wish him nothing but the best. I think he's a great hockey player, of course, but just a really uh, great human, human being as well. All right, so after the break here, we will break down the game a little bit in more fine detail and what went right and what are some of the things that the Capitals could work on We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl, season to basketball, and World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game like the Capitals take on the Senators. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. So go to bet online where the game starts.
Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about your victorious Washington Capitals as they take down the Detroit Red Wings. I'm going to say one thing that the Red Wings came into this game with, and it's not too shocking. Their mission, even above winning the game, I think, was you cannot allow Alex Ovechkin to score goal 801 or 802 against us tonight, not to tarnish Gordie Howe's legacy. And I think to a certain extent, um, that is what kind of stifled them. I know that they did get some production and they made it a close game. But in any event, um, I think that to a certain extent, it was a distraction. An interesting stat here after tonight's win, the Capitals have gone 10-3-1 since with a plus 17 goal differential to pull into the second wildcard spot in the East. Quite a run, writes Matt Wyrick. And uh, it is kind of an interesting thing there. I mean, just the about face of this Capitals team. One month ago today, the Capitals were shut out by the Avalanche for their fourth loss in a row to fall to 7-10-3. So my, how things have changed for the good. And, you know, um, I, I guess I, I don't know. And I, I I can't say that I knew this was going to happen. I suspected it was going to happen at some point. The thing that I wasn't sure of was what were the Capitals going to have to make some major changes? Or were they going to have to make some trades, something like that? As it turns out, all they really had to do was look inward. And I know that's kind of cliched and philosophical and all that, but it's true because there haven't been any major changes. I mean, TJ Oshie came back. That is a big thing. But, you know, I wouldn't say it's anything earth-shaking. Wilson and Backstrom haven't come back. But in any event, the Capitals are playing better. That is my takeaway. And uh, I guess I really don't want to think about it, uh, you know, anything more in depth with that. Washington relies on T.J. Oshie to bring energy and extra boost to the lineup night in and night out as he draws out due to injuries. The Capitals faltered. They came out of the gate with struggles as they experienced quite a few turnovers and mishandlings in the opening frame and went down two to nothing, writes Washington Hockey now. After poor coverage in front uh, led to goals by David Perron and Oscar Sundquist of the power play, while there were looks and opportunities, Washington couldn't finish its chances, and the team also tried to make some plays that just weren't there. Luckily, it wouldn't last as the Capitals were able to rally from two deficits and ultimately earned the overtime winner. And that's one of the things that the Caps have done. And it's one of the things they're going to have to continue to do is to overcome adversity. And that is one of the biggest changes that I've noticed on the team this year. Um, If you would have taken a look at this team earlier in the year, let's say not even that long ago, let's say a month ago, I think that they would have lost a game like this, but they are able to kind of pull themselves up by their bootstraps and refocus themselves, even if they're playing from behind and find a way to win games. And proof is in the pudding as they did that tonight. Um, and that's one of the things that they're going to have to continue to keep doing. Um, and I know it's probably hard and a bit dejecting to play from behind, but in any event, the Capitals found a way to do it. And that's what they have to keep doing going forward. Um, They do have some big games coming up. I know the Ottawa Senators aren't that great this year, but they always have 
um, you know, potential out there. And, you know, you can never underestimate uh, what that, uh, what that uh, Ottawa Senators team has, you know, taking a look at them for me, they're a team that's always been, you know, kind of stockpiled with draft picks. And uh, it's a team that's always on the rise or on the, what everyone says is going to be on the rise, but it seems like it's never really lived up to potential. And, uh, but in any event, when you take a look at the Ottawa Senators and teams like that, they are trying to play spoiler to a team like the Capitals. They, you know, if they think that their season's done, then they are just going to try to, you know, kind of ruin other teams around the league's chances of winning. I would be most surprised if Ottawa was able to find a way to turn things around in their fortunes this season. But that's who the Capitals have to set their eyes on next. Their sights on is the Ottawa Senators as they play them next on Thursday night. And it's um it's going to be one of those games. It's I don't want it to be one of those trap games where they go into it and they think that they're going to win the game and then they ultimately fall on their face because I've seen that happen before. And then next up, they are also playing the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, we know how the Capitals fared against them next time. Hopefully, their luck can continue and they can continue in their winning ways. Um, I know, and that was one of the statement wins for me, was when the Capitals took down the Jets. And why do I say it's a statement? Because the Jets were playing well. So if the Caps can go out there and they can play really well against these teams and pick up wins, then that's what it's all about. They were able to pick up a win against the Detroit Red Wings tonight, which is kind of a, a not-so-great team. Those are the games that sometimes are trap games. The Capitals found a way to do it. Same goes for the Ottawa Senators, and uh, that's what they have to be prepared for. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about uh, the injury scare to Evgeny Kuznetsov out there. He left the game, and everyone thought, you know, oh, great, we can add another player to the injured list. As it turns out, he came back in overtime. So what really happened with Evgeny? We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about the injury scare to Evgeny Kuznetsov. Washington Capitals saw Evgeny Kuznetsov leave Monday's game against the Detroit Red Wings after taking a huge hit, but he somehow returned for overtime. In the third period, Kuznetsov took a huge open ice hit from Moritz Seider at the blue line after making a pass in the offensive zone. He went down hard and stained, stayed down in visible pain. There was no call on the play. Refs, where are you at? Do I got to be out there? Do I got to make the calls? Kuznetsov got up and headed to the bench, doubled over. He stayed on the bench for a short time before heading to the locker room. He returned to open in overtime, writes hockey, Washington Hockey now. So I guess that is probably going to be uh, one of the injuries that we hear about in the days to come as far as what went wrong. Is there going to be something lingering that we're going to hear about after the fact? Um, because sometimes these players will come back and they'll play a couple shifts out there and then that'll be it. Um, but um, we hope that, you know, Kuznetsov is okay. I mean, he... He does play an integral role on this team, despite the fact that he is a bit hot and cold. Uh, we really hope that uh, he is, in fact, healthy. Uh, because like I said, I mean, as you go down the depth chart, you take a look at what you have. And if you take someone like Kuznetsov out there, who are you going to plug in for him? Um, those centers like that aren't a dime a dozen. One person could say, well, that would be a good opportunity for Connor McMichael. I don't really think that's the case based on what we've seen on him. So, what we know right now 
is that Kuznetsov left the game doubled over in pain, but he was the good news here. Caps fans is he was able to come back in overtime, you know, kind of the way I look at it is if it was that major of an injury, he wouldn't have been able to come back. I know that sometimes certain players are, you know, want to play tough guy out there and uh, they end up coming back maybe before they should. Uh, But in any event, uh, we really hope that he is okay. Because like I say, that is the last thing that we need at this point is any more injuries. Uh, but my big thing going forward here is Alex Ovechkin finally getting 801 uh, and then eventually 802. So he can tie Gordie Howe with 801 and then move past him with 802 and then just kind of forget about it. So, you know, I thought to a certain extent it would have been kind of cool if you would have got that goal against the Red Wings, just based on the significance, or I thought it would have been a cool thing if he got the goal against the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, because it would have been uh, against his former netminder, but maybe it's the stress of the situation is going to be eliminated um, because he's not, there's no, no real significance against the senators. There's no significance against the jets. So now that maybe the the spotlight is taken away from these perceived uh, uh, you know significant events, uh, maybe then that's going to free it up, free him up a little bit and give him an opportunity to finally get past this milestone. As you can tell, I'm still wearing the Capitals Alex Ovechkin jersey, and I will continue to do that on this show every day, unlaundered. <laughs> you guys, it's not smell-o-vision here, so I think you're going to be okay at home. Until he ends up passing 801. Not, no, I just, uh, I don't, or excuse me, once he gets uh, 802, I don't want him to just tie him. I want to get past Gordy Howe so he can finally move on. And this is kind of just my showing of, of support and solidarity, I guess, for Alex Ovechkin as he makes that big push uh, to pass Gordy Howe. It's going to happen here at some point. It's just, again, I think that once the spotlight is taken off of him a little bit more, he's going to be able to to score those goals a little bit more freely. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And these, these um, podcasts are always that much more fun to talk about when the Washington Capitals win, of course. And, you know, there was moments in this game when I was watching, and I'm like, you know, this is going to be one of the podcasts I'm going to have to talk about. The Capitals losing once again, but they were find found a way to win. That resiliency was my big takeaway of the game. Even though they were kind of down and it was kind of a back and forth fight, the Capitals were the victor, the victors here. And that is what my big takeaway is from that. And that is one of the building blocks that they're going to have to build on. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.